to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in for a fun-filled episode. How you feeling today, girl? I'm feeling like, whoa, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that Keisha Cole song where she's like, I just wanted to be your <laughs> That's how I feel about September. Me too. I just but wanted also, to like, be your Yeah, fire. also, I said, yeah, also, you fucking little ass kid. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait oh. till this weekend mm-hmm. because I get to see so 10. And shout out to friends of the show, Jerome. First of all, I didn't fucking know that Saw is in 4DX. And 4DX is like, you can feel stuff. So I'm like, oh, how that's going to be? So I think I'm going to see you on Saturday and Sunday too. It's so funny that you like Saw. I can't stand Saw. I don't, I don't like Jigsaw. I know. That's why um I, I know. didn't ask because I, I know he wasn't. I know. It. It's just crazy to me how much like you love him. I'm but Jigsaw really stressed me out. It's hilarious to me because I'm like, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> That's all. The every time I watch it, I'm like, you ridiculous and you unfair. So, and yeah, he's so. I think that's what it is. <laughs> like no one, like what am I gonna watch for? I know you're gonna do what you want to do anyway. <laughs> but people be escaping though. But it's just like it's so ridiculous and unfair. But it's just funny to me because he really be th- thinking he fair. Like it's like, oh yeah, he think he has like he's like a kind king he's I'm not like, no it's so unfair but also i'm a huge fan of the special effects that's what really get me too i love special effects yeah i'm excited for the exorcist um when i went to go see oppenheimer back in august i knew i was like oh wow i can't wait to see this and it's like damn i thought it was coming out on like halloween but no it was coming out october 6th so yeah i'm like this is perfect oh wait i think i'm going to see a movie i'm going to see a movie on october 6th interesting yeah because um funny how you do me no i'm sorry it's october 8th because um house of a thousand corpses rob zombie movie is coming back for the 20th anniversary um and so i'm gonna see it in theaters by myself yeah i think i want to go um see i want us to go see the exorcist in the movie theater downtown there is something i'm doing october 6th though let me i I know it's going on October 6th. Oh. We'll figure it out. I mean, obviously, if we can't go October 6th, I'll say I won't make a big stink about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I'm looking at my calendar. It just say Tay Day. And I think I might have been Ooh. getting October 6th mixed up with the 8th. Okay. Let's hope. Because it would be nice. Because honestly, if it's not over October 6th, it's going to have to be the next weekend. And then that's the October dinner. Oh, and then. Yeah. I'm about to say, next thing you know, we might as well wait to Halloween. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, then I'm going to Vegas. And then the memes will <gasps> ruin it. You know what's October 6th? I'm going to a concert. Oh, brother. I think that's what it is. I'm about to say, what if we go October 5th, but the movies don't come out? Cricket. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we'll figure it out. We will <laughs> figure me- it out. Yeah, y'all. I'm doing something every... That's why I'm like, damn, I'm tired now. I'm doing something every week in October. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the concert is October 19th. I lied. Sabrina, what the hell? What date <laughs> is it? What are you doing on October 6th? At this point, I'm really demanding. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting so... Come on. I'm confused. I lied up at that time and I got to leave early. Well, um, so we'll find out what Sabrina's doing on October the 6th. On the 6th <laughs> because apparently nobody knows. Um... 
and let's get into this um toast i mean sorry faith for <laughs> i jumped uh so for faith for this is actually given to us by a bruncher shout out to you on twitter and they asked what are ways that we're going to stay you know motivated to be active this winter sabria fuck off it's like um so i actually it's crazy that this came up because i literally was thinking about this today because i'm just it's tuesday and i am so into my regiment by tuesday i know that i'm just disappointed in my actions so i'm like something <laughs> needs to change and i don't mean that in like a self-deprecating way i mean that in a way with like girl you need to change something if you want to see these results because it's four months left and it's four months to get snatched okay so um i really so i was doing sunday meal prep but no for real sunday meal prep has to be prepping my not only my lunch but my dinner i was being a little scary and i wasn't prepping that dinner girl you better prep that dinner <laughs> so that's what i'm getting into like prep that damn dinner girl like let's take it all the way there like we know how you know how to do it you did it before so i'm prepping that lunch i'm prepping that breakfast i'm prepping that lunch and that dinner because i was pre prepping my um breakfast because with breakfast i can just drink a smoothie but i boom but no, girl, you got to get in there. You know what to do. So that's number one. My Sunday meal prep, I'm taking it serious. I'm taking it from the top. Breakfast to dinner. Bada boom. Okay, the second one, my laundry prep. This is going to be on Sunday as well. Because I fumbled the bag. And now I'm about to be wearing my yoga tights to a high-intensity workout. We don't do that. I don't do that. Come on now. Right. I know better mm -hmm. than that. I just talked about how I don't do that. But look, this is where I'm at. So on Sunday, I'm getting my ass up. I know I'll be tired. You better wash some leggings. You better hang them up because yeah, you know you can't put true. them in the dryer. Preparation. You got to prep. You got to wash your socks because you know how funny you are with your socks. So I got to do that laundry prep on Sunday, that meal prep on Sunday, those two things. And I got to do it. Like, I got to be like, I'm getting up. Like, that's got to be a workout too. Um, mm -hmm. the third one, prioritizing getting up earlier. So it's hard to get up early and when it's cold. So, and, but also I've been finding myself since it's like been cold these past couple of days, I'm getting tired. Like even at Celsius, like, well, I will get a burst of energy for like a little bit, but then I'm back tired. I'm like, girl, you might have to get up and take that 6am class at Orange Theory. You might mm -hmm. have to do it. Get the fuck up. But my thing mm -hmm. is, I personally don't like going to the gym in the morning because I am inclined to. I have to wash up after that. Yeah. Um, and then that, it just feel like you never clean. After yeah, but also I don't know. I have to see if the showers are in commission. But if they, and it depends on your hair sometimes too. That part. But if that's not, I will have to do the unthinkable. Dun dun dun. 5 a.m. Salagor class. Ah! I know. God. But I have to do something. Like, something has to shake, okay? It do. It really do. Was that it? No, that was three. Oh, the okay. last I was, I was one. Say, it didn't feel like it. Yeah, the last one I have to do is stop goddamn snacking. Mm. control 
my snack attack because we be having at my job we be having snacks and we have the biscoff cookies like the um what's it called the people my coworker call them airplane cookies so they don't want like you know they make the they they give you an airplane Mm-hmm. yeah the biscotti thing yeah biscotti yes and i be going in on them 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 cookies are Girl, delicious put them and they, down. The fact that they vegan the fact that yes they, vegan. they accidentally vegan put them down don't have no almond milk <sighs> yeah right get the dunkin put them down that's what i'm telling myself stop snacking we only eating intuitively smart you just not mindlessly i'm bored i'm sitting at my desk i'm just popping them back I know it can It feels like it's nothing, but it's so much. Exactly, and I know how many cal- calories is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if you have one pack, that's fine, and not even one pack every day, but one pack a few times a week, that's fine. But it's like it can't be every day. Exactly, and it's hard. It's so hard. So it's about yeah, ice cream. Yeah, and also holiday season. But you know what? I'm very proud of myself because I bought those ice creams from Lululemon. And I bought that on Lululemon. Not Lululemon. I'm so sorry, y'all. They loot Van Lewin. Van Lewin. <laughs> Van Lewin. Sorry, they're looting downtown, and they got Lululemon. And then I always <laughs> go downtown, and then like I'll. That's really I'll go to Lululemon, and then Van Lewin. That's that be my <laughs> that those be my stops when I go downtown. But anywho, um, anywho. <laughs> um, I got those ice cream bars from Van Lewin, and I have not touched them yet. Mm, period. Period. That's that shows discipline. Yeah. So I need to. That's another thing that that it, that kind of coincides with the last one too. Like, get back in your discipline bag. Like, you know, you know how to do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's like you did it once, you could do it again. You cut out so much in your life, like you cut out, you know. And still, like treat yourself, like you know, not be like no, no this, no that, no that, because that's not realistic. It's just like now, come on now. Yeah, for sure. Tighten up a little bit. It just got to be normal. That's what I say. Because it's 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 not normal to overindulge, but it's also not normal to be super strict to say no cookies. That I don't. I personally don't find that to be normal. Same, cause I, I that's another thing. I got cookies downstairs, but like I'll eat the serving size for cookies. That should be enough. And also, uh, the last thing I'm gonna say. Um. When you actually, I don't know if this happened to other people, but me, when I eat over the serving size, I feel sick. So it's best for me to stick to the serving size. Cause I'll be feeling, I'm like, why do you even do this? Cause like I got vegan gummy worms and sprouts and I was like eating a bunch of them and I'm like, mm, I feel nauseous. <laughs> yep. That happened to me too. I was eating some gummy beers from there and they were so good. They taste like real fruit. Have you tried and the gummy worms? I want the worms I like next. the bears better, but I feel like try the worms. I want to I want to know your opinion. Are they sour? No, they're not sour. Mm. Okay. All right. I'll still give them a go. Let's be honest. I'll try anything. Yeah, I want to know how you feel about them. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give them a go. All right. That's four? Yeah, that's four. Four and then some. <laughs> All right. Well, first on my list is stretching. So, I think so, Iman, that, that's a good one. Oh my God, I was just thinking about that today. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, no problem. I'm I literally do it sometimes when I'm just watching TV. I'll just like put my mat down as I'm watching TV and I'll start to stretch. I actually had to start going to physical therapy for my um back. Like if y'all don't know, I've had a back issue. Um, so I had to start going back to physical therapy for my back. And so many of the stretches, I mean, I just went to one session so far, but a lot of the stretches have been helping me and I'm like, stretching is really magical. And I just feel like summertime is a time of like always on your feet, walking, moving around, you know, it's just a lot going on, but then some winter is just naturally more slow. So I'm like, I can go with the natural rhythm of like the season and just slow it down, but do something that's still impactful. So I've been stretching a lot and it's been helping a lot with like my pain. So that is what I'll be doing. I got the ball. I got the, um, the mat, like I'm really in here stretching. Um, and it's something I did a lot during the beginning of the pandemic, but I stopped for some reason. But again, like the pandemic was really slow. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll slow things down and like start to stretch. And now I'm kind of getting back to that too. This is something I've been planning on getting for a long time, but you know, I just moved in and I've had to prioritize like what I get first. So my, um, Peloton, uh, I want a Peloton because I really did well when I had an apartment with a, a cycling machine in the apartment. And I just even been exploring other options. Like, do I need a Peloton or do I want a cycling machine? Like, which one do I want? Because before I just cycled for 20 minutes and I was probably my most fittest self. I was like so fit from, you know, doing that. Um, so I will be getting a cycling machine of some sort, whether it's the Peloton or, or, or otherwise, but the Peloton just seems so fun. It just seemed like a whole community involved. Mm -hmm. So more likely I'll get the Peloton. So that's one, another way that I'm going to stay fit. Second, this is something I did recently on payday, right? The first thing I did on payday is I went and I bought a crazy I kind of went crazy in a grocery store that's what I do did you go physically I, in there or physically did, okay physically I went physically in there and I went crazy and like I'm somebody who don't really spend too much money on groceries because I'm like I'll be here next week I always tell myself that like I'll shop fresh so I'll get just a little bit of stuff and I think that I don't really understand that that won't work for me no more as like a grown woman who makes all my meals at home like when you shop little that's like three or four days worth of food and then you're done yep next thing you know you find yourself ordering so this time I was like, you know what? I find myself spending $30 on DoorDash here, $30 on, you know, Uber Eats here. And next thing you know, that's $60, $90 a week you didn't spend if you ordered three times. Yep. So I'm like, all right, take that $90 plus take whatever you typically put into groceries, say $60, $70, put it all together and spend it on groceries. Like spend so much that you actually can't, you feel like you can't go order. Yeah, well, I was about to say. Because you feel stupid. I had, um, tonight, I had, um, because I had got, like, I found some frozen meals that the sodium isn't too crazy. So I bought um, frozen meals, um, and I had one of them tonight. That's what I had for dinner. I had ramen with kale tonight. So I just yeah. um, made the ramen, and I threw a big handful of kale in there, and I was like, look, this is going to have to do. Because, like, every, because, 
the thing is when I'm home, I just tend to eat healthier. Like when I'm making my own foods, I'm like, all right, let's eat this chickpea, sweet potato, rice, spinach combo. That's healthy. It's clean. I know what I put in there, but I think my weight can go up and down when I order out because it's never that. I always get like a vegan cheesesteak or a veggie (laughs) burger. It's never nothing healthy or something that's well above the serving size. I also can tend to waste the food. The food don't taste the way I imagine. So I think one way I'm going to stay disciplined is just having fun with cooking and like investing in it, investing in like my cookware. So that way I will want to cook. Uh, Finally, getting my rest. That's one way I'm going to like invest in my health and stay motivated. Like me and Sabrina were just talking about it. We both had a really hard time waking up this morning. And it's because I've been running rampant this week. I have literally been running rampant. And I think, you know, as much as I love to socialize, as much as I love making time for my friends and my family, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I really got to just take some time and, and black it out. And it's not... And my friends will understand. So I've been making time for date like lazy days, like lazy Sundays, like not going up, not going nowhere, doing all my errands on Friday and Saturday. So on Sunday, I can sit in this house, I can be lazy, I can catch up on my rest, and also doing that in the middle of the week too. Like on Thursday, I don't have to go nowhere. I can just go in the house and like get some rest. But that all contributes to like your overall energy. Cause if you're just walking around tired, that's when it's hard to work out. But if you're well rested, that's when it's like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this. You know, I'm at, I'm, you just feel normal, yeah, you know? That was me today. I was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to make it to the gym. Today was one of those days where I didn't think I was going to make it to this podcast, but here we are. Sure. <laughs> I was like, we already missed today in September. We are being consistent. But the thing is, as soon as I start talking to Sabri about the outline, I get energy. Yeah, same. And I'm like, we doing this. We are doing this. So, yeah, those are the ways that I'm staying healthy. I feel like I'm not in my like intense workout era because of my back injury. Like I'm just like kind of trying to heal, get stronger, and also like manage life. I feel like this month has been a lot with moving in, with starting a new job. It's just been a lot going on. So I don't want to make weaponize working out and make it feel like a punishment in my life. I want it to feel like relief. So yeah. in order for it to feel like that right now, it just has to be easier. It has to slow down. And what matters most is that I'm moving my body yes. and I'm prioritizing my health. Yes, Part. So that's it, y'all. That's how that's what we're gonna do um to stay fit now let's get into toast versus um so this week we want to toast to tyla who who made a perfect song water yes like it's so freaking good girl i mean i i was just saying this i love when somebody comes along and it's like thank you Thank you yes. for for the song. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you for your confidence and your energy. Thank you for your aesthetic. Thank you. You are a blessing. You are gifting us right now. And I just love like another thing you said earlier, Sabria, when a song is not just good for TikTok, it's just plain old good. It was just good. Like it was really just good. Like I'm like, I really vibe with this. Yes, and not that I'm comparing the two women at all, but this vibe kind of reminds me of when Tanache made two on. Yes. It was like waiting for that. So you like, yo, this is so like, this sound is just so like, 
for the girls. It, yeah, and it's, it just makes you want to dance. It makes you want to be sexy, you know? Yeah. That's what I love. I love songs that make you want to feel sassy, flirty, and sexy. You and know? it's not annoying. Like, it's a good mm. song. Like, huh, right. I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to hearing more. I was reading up on her. I found out she's a South African audience. Um, a South, sorry, a South African artist. And what I meant to say was that I love like how like globalization puts people from all over the like globe in a space where in, we are all their audience. You know. Yes, and uh, also I love how more Americans are getting into Afrobeats. Like for sure, it's something that like when I was younger, it wasn't really like popular in America. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it's like younger people, they're like, Oh, I like Burner Boy or I'll like somebody I don't know. I forgot it was an artist that one of my coworkers mentioned I never heard of. And I'm like, I love that that like there are Americans, like especially African Americans who are like, Oh, I like this artist. Like I feel like that's so cool. I think that's one of the uh, the best things the internet could have done for us. It's just like make us feel like we're all a little bit more like closer than what we actually are. Make us all a little bit more aware of other people's culture and really appreciate like when people are like authentically like sharing, being themselves, like culturally sharing their music. Yeah, I agree. I say it all the time. That's what like makes Beyonce great is because Houston is at the heart of what she does. Yeah. It's make Megan Thee Stallion great. That's what makes uh, Rihanna great. Think of your favorite artist they rep where they're from so it's like that's the same with afro beats it's like it's the sound of their upbringing Mm -hmm. like it's the sound of like their culture and it reminds us that it's like a shared culture but i just i just love that this is where we are right now and i also think the rest of the world has been here when it came to like comes to like american music like if you meet somebody who grew up in uh like Nigeria, they'll be like, yes, 50 Cent was popping back in 06. So it's like, they, people have always known about like certain American artists, but we kind of were shut, shut out, shut down. We shut down like the idea of other artists from other places. Like it just, every, every few years, somebody like the Beatles or Adele or the Spice Girls would make it like internationally. But I like how it is now where it's just like, it's all one big stage, Mm -hmm. like the world. I like that. We love it. All right, let's get into tea time. Speaking of, you know, representing where you're from, the Houston hotties. Yes, and just like we knew, we knew it was going to happen. But, like, I'm just like, yeah, that is so crazy. And what are we talking about? To perform with Beyonce. Megan Thee Stallion. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like y'all should have already knew, but it is proper etiquette. You know what I think about when people listen to this four years from now? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. I need you. Oops. But, um, <laughs> Not that, the malfunction. <laughs> I've been malfunctioning all day, but that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely proper etiquette to, you're right, Iman. I was just, yeah. Okay. So the year is 2023 and the Houston hotties rock the party. <laughs> They rock the house down. <laughs> they rock the house down. And also, like, I just love that Megan is... She is so charming. Like, she's like, I love you, Beyonce. Like, she's just so herself. First of all, Megan Thee Stallion looked delectable she in looked, that outfit. She looks so I, good. One thing about Beyonce, she probably was like, soon as she was like, Megan, let me know now if you're going to be on board so we can start the customization of your costume. No, for real. She, they probably had this plan one year out because I'm like, she, she got the same outfit that Blue and Beyonce. I, oh, 
gosh, I just got so happy seeing her because that's the first time they performed that together, right? Yeah, that is. I wanted more, you know, but I'm I'm fed. Like I'm happy with what I got. Like I'm not gonna get greedy by any means, but like I'm really happy with what. I'm sorry, I just got like speechless thinking about that little twerk thing Megan Thee Stallion did, like where she like gyrated her thighs and her butt at the same time effortlessly on the stage. When I see her, I'm just like, wow, what a woman. Mm. She looks so good. Body looked amazing. The shots she took afterwards, like she just looks so freaking good. Like the fact that we had Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, and Blue Ivy all on the same stage, like. I mean, Houston, y'all are really, I feel like y'all won, y'all won, y'all won. Like what she said to Atlanta, that's how I feel about Houston. Definitely, because also like, um, they had like light up wristbands. I'm like, hey, yo. (laughs) I mean, obviously, like I'm really thankful for going in Philly, but I wish, I really wish I was in the building. I felt like the energy probably was electric (laughs) when Megan Thee Stallion came out. (laughs) I know, I did see that. Oh. What is y'all doing? What are y'all playing for? Why was what could happen? To love on top? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Fighting to love on top is just mean you you just it ain't no saving you. But I also feel like oh, hear me out. Obviously the hive was at Renaissance heavy, but also it was a this was a social event that you won't want to say you were at. And I feel like a lot of people who were aren't Beyonce fans, but like, you know, they, they like dangerously in love. Mm-hmm. They like her songs about love, you know? Yeah. I think they went because they're like all the celebrities are going. And I feel like the people who behave like that are not hive. Yeah. They are just people who want to be in the mix. Cause like I don't care if you pull my hair. I'm in the house and turn back around <laughs> and watch Beyonce. <laughs> And it's you funny can yank like, my fucking braid I remember, and I was like hey I remember I was like talking about like I think they was fighting at like a little dirt concert and I was like oh, that would never Beyonce little did I know and I'm sorry they look ridiculous they look so ridiculous and somebody all said damn, they all look like Met- Shawn Michaels that was funny <laughs> like y'all got metallic shit on fighting like to me they look like WWE divas <laughs> yeah like what you look ridiculous uh, but it's besides, not the time or the place besides that you know, the stadium be so big, somebody could be brawling <laughs> in section two and you in section That's one. That's crazy because they like, might have been fighting at Philly. Who knows? But <laughs> They really could have. Because I, I know what they, I know where my eyes were. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't on nobody else, really. It was on Beyonce, dancers, musicians, Blue Ivy. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry to hear that. Your show was brawling. You know, people are always making comments about why Sir is not at the concerts. And you know what I keep thinking? What if he's bad? I thought <laughs> 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 oh. I keep personally, or I'm like, he could either be like somebody like mischievous or, or somebody who get overstimulated. Like I know my younger brother could have never gone to a concert when he was younger. Yeah. He could have never been around crowds like that when he was younger. And he wouldn't have wanted to see my mom perform when he was younger. Up. Yeah. I feel like it's probably something like that. He probably get overstimulated or he just don't Or he probably be sleepy early. Like I feel like he's just not interested in like, like it's, I mean, granted it's his mother and she is Beyonce. He's still a little boy at the core yeah, of it all. Yeah, he like, don't, it don't register to him that that's Beyonce. And he's just, it's from the four pictures I've seen of him his whole life. He seems to be really um laid back and calm, cool, collected. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, that's how many I've seen collectively. <laughs> I have not seen many pictures of the child. I have been seeing more pictures and videos of Rumi lip singing, and I'm like, wow, she's really waiting. She's on the sidelines, just oh, waiting. How old are those kids? I said those kids. Uh, what day? Like seven or eight? What? I mean, I don't know why. I know people have been repeating Blue Ivy's age over and over and over she again. She's eleven. I can't believe she's eleven years old. Yeah, that is really, really young. She is a child. Yeah, she's the same you know, girl. she's not a teenager. She's not a preteen. She is a kid. She's like a child. And it's like, I don't, I, I really, really love, I choose to focus on how people have uplifted her. Yes. And I just feel like that's amazing. I've been thinking a lot about certain comments and how people are like, I know little kids who can dance better than that, blah, blah, blah. But can I'm be honest with you. I like I for so I think they talk about those kids in the hood that know how to do the uh hips dance real fast, right? Um, so my thing is like just because they can do that real intense and maybe they've been exposed to grown women who have taught them to drink to like dance and be aggressive, like you know, an adult doesn't mean that they will have a future being a dancer. <laughs> right. Um, I think that also just because you don't you start off being like like I feel like beyond like blue ivy is a natural, but it's Obvious, she's a child, and like Tina, um, Miss Tina said the other day, like imagine what she'll be in ten years. Yeah, it's I, I, I want to, I like, I appreciate people who practice too, more than anything else. Even I was listening to like a timeline of Beyonce's vocals in 1994. It was not that dangerously in love run. Yeah, so I'm like, it's it just, it wasn't her signature sound. Didn't really come into her end at Destiny's Child. Like obviously she could always hold a note, but it did not come until the end. So I'm like, I believe in practice. I think she she has a God given talent, and I love that it's being nurtured right in front of our eyes. And I can't wait for certain people to just eat their words. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they already eating it. They already eating it when it came to her hair. Like, you know, should never have been commenting on her child's hair. Now look at it. It's giving inches. That part. So, yes, shout out to the Houston uh, homegirls. Uh, and let's get into... Sorry. I, sorry. Can we just talk about it real quick? Because my, my outline didn't update and I just saw it. And I'm excited to just mention it real quick. Sorry. So. Um, the- oh, yeah. Mine didn't update either. So the King of Queens. Oh, queens. that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the King of Queens is so this is, is so random. It's yeah, it's back, but in meme form. Shout out to whoever brought it back and who That's decided who does to, how does stuff like this get started? This is a phenomenon that should be studied. So hilarious because like I I felt like me and Iman was the only one. <laughs> Who really fucked with the King of Queens and thought it was hilarious. I think Doug is hands down one of the funniest characters ever. He's one of the the most funniest, unproblematic. (laughs) You said the fact that he was what? His bitch was bad as hell. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, that's a real life couple. That's a real life couple, for real. Like, we all know a couple like that. Yes. Especially South Philly. I think I think that's why I like them because they just reminded me of home. I think that like in any part of the town, any part of the city you're in, right? If you want an East Coast city, it could be New York, it could be Boston, it could be Baltimore, Philadelphia, some parts of New Jersey. You can see a cu- a couple like Doug and Carrie. You will see like I can name. You can see a couple like them in Roxborough, and South Philly. 
True. In Fishtown, yes. you can see a couple just like them, and they gonna stay together forever. They never gonna leave. Yes. They never gonna leave each other. Um, but to your point, what who started this? Like, I first the first meme I saw of them, it was like them looking really soulful, <laughs> and it was like it was like me and Bay on our way from the music soul child concert. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so confused. I thought it was just a one-off thing. But then it was that, that picture of Doug looking like Shaw. And it was like, me, where the bitches at? And it was like, me, when the bitches come. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this like, I'm rubbed, like, hmm. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Like, and I think. I just love a good time. That's another. I love a good time. A good and time. Oh, there are, like, every few months not even years, every few months on Twitter, there will just become, there will just be a wave of funny memes that it's just like, it's just so funny. Like, remember when it was that video of NeNe running that everybody kept posting? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's just always one that's just too good to be true. But I feel like this is probably the most random shit I've ever seen. Random. So hilarious. Please, I was like, keep them coming. Keep it up. (laughs) please i think what's next what's next though like please like incorporate other sitcoms i love sitcoms save all right um so are we going to talk about the what's next on your uh your your outline so this one says so it didn't it didn't update okay we can talk about it next week huh but i do know what it is it is okay so um the Writers Guild of America has reached um they have reached an agreement. So let me read the let me um tell y'all what the agreement is. So discussing films on Twitter really broke it down in a way that is like very easy to understand. So yeah, we all know that the writers were on strike for it was like 146 days. Um and they finally came to agreement. It was over like, you know, a lot of um writers were not getting what they deserved for streaming and streaming is relative relatively a new um platform so instead of reformatting like how people get paid for streaming they just was like oh fuck it like the money ain't gonna go through they didn't just like ain't nobody making noise about it so fuck it so they made noise so mm-hmm. writers secure the following terms for streaming residuals and is with these four streaming platforms um netflix um max formerly known as hbo max um disney plus and hulu um studios provide the writers guild of america details of a show's viewership including total numbers or of hours streamed worldwide um which is crazy because i thought that nelson would have done that but I guess not. Like they just was like, fuck it, we just gonna rock mm-hmm. out. They not gonna know. Um, farm residuals are now based on the streaming services number of foreign subscribers of sixty seven percent um increase. Shows and films increased by twenty percent plus of the service domestic subscribers in the first ninety days of release get a bonus equal to or fifty percent of the fixed domestic domestic and foreign residuals. Um, example giving writers on projects for the largest streaming services will receive the following bonuses. So this is pretty good. It says half hour episodes, they will receive nine thousand and thirty one dollars. 
one mm-hmm. hour episodes, they will receive sixteen thousand four hundred and fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Streaming movie that is of a thirty million plus budget will receive forty thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. Wow. So that that's a lot different. So that's that's the actors. That and no, I mean I'm sorry, that's the writers yeah, and then the, the actors so, their deal is still being worked out. Yes, yes. The um the Screen Actors Guild SAG, they're still on strike because they still are working um out of deal because you know people are trying to use AI to replace actors and things like that. So they're the writers are not on strike anymore, but um SAG is still on strike, unfortunately, because they're still trying to work out a deal for them. But like these people were literally getting like cents and residuals for like uh, an example, like um I know uh sorry, I was about to say his character name. Um, but you know, who played Jesse Pinkman on Breaking Bad, like he was not getting money for that. And most people saw Breaking Bad streamed on Netflix. Yeah, for sure. I know I did. Cause I only saw the hat. I only, I didn't only saw like the last two seasons. Um, no. And I said this before, I didn't even see them on AMC cause I was in college. So I was streaming it on the AMC website. Yep. So that's still streaming. Like I streams never watched just it. One. It's just too much energy going there, going towards streams for people to think that they can treat it passively. Like treat it just like TV, if not with more <laughs> revenue. <laughs> Cause nobody watches. The only time that I was watching live TV um is Abbott Elementary. And then sometimes I wouldn't be able to watch it because when um because yeah it comes on on tuesdays so we record on tuesdays so i, I wouldn't be able to watch it live mm-hmm. i would have to watch it on hulu yeah the next day exactly right so and a lot of people can't you know watch stuff when it's like on tv at the moment because of like their schedule so streaming is very convenient everybody streams everybody yeah. They do, they do. So it's like, stop playing. Yeah, Open your purse. Y'all had the money. You just have to reallocate it to the people who are actually doing the work to bring us the programming, not the people who uh, got big suits on and big teeth. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, stop so, playing. That's how I feel. No, stop playing. Y'all and, got the fucking money. And I'm so happy. <laughs> and like, we'll get into it later in the show, like about like you know how important writers are. But like, I'm just so happy that they didn't you know just take it on the chin like they was really making shit shake and like sticking to their guns like that's why i know because like for instance there's a show that i watch called what we do in the shadows and like it came back in july but i didn't even realize it came back because there was no promotion for it so like people were not promoting like the last movies that were promoted were the barbie movie and oppenheimer because mm-hmm. it was like right before the strike so like nothing has been promoted but they have been trying they have been so since actors and like directors weren't promoting movies they reached out to influencers to promote movies mm-hmm. um and i know like you know of course like you know an influencer is going to make less than an act even even less than an actor um so some influencers took those jobs which that is scabbing because like they're in protesting and you're crossing the picket line but um it's like a 
in between thing because it's like it's it's very predatory actually because they're preying on these people because they know they it's a good opportunity like if a studio reach out to you and you're somebody that's like you know just you're a content creator that's a big fucking deal or if you're somebody that's just really unaware of what's going on because there are i know to again folks who are online more than others this may seem like duh but to folks who just don't really have no dealings with the film industry it's just everybody just don't know the same things that's just it so they could absolutely like go to somebody who's just unaware of what's happening and they don't even know they're like crossing the picket lines but they are yeah that's very true and it's like sad because like because they crossed the picket line it's like they could be um they could be um like cheated out of um future opportunities yeah cheated out of what they deserve being paid because it's like the studio's like oh if you do it for this then why would i that's what like you know actors were trying and writers were trying to explain to um influencers because they were reached because people were making tiktok saying like before like we're all striking i need to let y'all influencers to know that like they're going to start coming for y'all next because if y'all they're not they're going to start getting cheap on y'all too Mm. so that's why it was important to not cross the picket line wow yeah see nobody wins when like somebody's getting treated unfairly that's what the bottom line is i'm looking forward to seeing them reach a negotiation um for i mean like reach a deal for the actors as well yeah same yeah because i want everybody working everybody getting paid everybody you know being feeling respected and also like obviously like we all miss out on great content um from all ends when this is happening from all ends so i will see but we have sabria here who's going to keep us updated every step of the way because i'm on the ass baby (laughs) you want to take a quick moment to talk about our next topic or next week we could do next week um yeah we can do next week next week you gotta stay tuned for next week to know what we're going to talk about <laughs> Sorry, so let's go on to the sunken place. So, for the sunken place this week, we have those social justice warriors who just be taken up for everybody. <laughs> it be it be somebody who like it be a uh, a mom who uh, throw their baby out the window, and they be like, it's alarming to me the amount of people <laughs> who are against a, a disturbed, a mentally disturbed black woman. At the end of the day, we should get her some help. It's like she just roofed her baby, man. Like we can't just. We can't just always pick up the underdog. We can't just always advocate for flat out terrible behavior. At some point, we have to have like a limit of just being like, "Girl, no, this is no no excuses." Yeah, there needs like, to be I, some account, no, especially when there's children, accountability, especially, especially when there's children. When it's children. Yeah, like the they're like if somebody is bashing, like um somebody for terrible behavior and they'll be like wow like this is a black woman who cares like i think y'all got it mixed up where y'all think that like uh, like you know every black woman gets uh, a past to get away with whatever she wants hell no like the whole point is that we stay fair and anytime people point out like uh 
treatment that's not fair for black women, it should, it's really because we're usually held to a different standard. You know what I mean? It would be okay for this group of people. This group of people would get this treatment, but we're getting, you know, harsher treatment, unfair treatment. We're, we're getting a different message, you know? But my thing is like, I don't care who throw their baby out the window, whether it's a black woman, black man, white woman, white man, anybody, whoever, whoever, I hope like that point is it would be wrong. We can't then say like the system has made it so that like folks are, you know, judging black women because of no, shut up. I think like we were getting into this earlier, like a lot of people, they don't really live with a certain demographic of folks. And so they tend to feel sorrier for them than what they should feel. And I'm like, I know you feel guilty because you grew up in the suburbs in a, a three with a three car garage, but that doesn't mean you have to now take up for every wrong person you come, ac- you, you come across on the internet. Yeah. Cause like, so for instance, it's crazy um that we was we were talking about this because I was literally thinking about this last week when I went to go get my eyebrows done. So there is an area in Philly where it's notoriously like a lot of people who are on hard drugs and it's really yeah. bad. And again, like it's it's something it's a way bigger issue. Like, you know, it's a way bigger issue. It's bad. Um, but these people have been it's like been traveling and now is in an area that it really i mean it's not the best area but like like um i mean everybody not from philly but i'm just gonna say so email no gerard um -hmm. where the l is it's like getting really bad Mm -hmm. and last time i was around the area that it initially was um there is an elevator and the elevator was down and the elevator was broken because there were so many needles it was just like feces it was just like really bad it was Mm -hmm. trash and like i was thinking about the people who are disabled or people who just cannot walk far distances or not good with steps or people with vertigo like just people who um people with disabilities where it affects their um walking like now they're inconvenienced because you know the elevator um you know has been plagued with like you know drugs and again it's a bigger issue and it's like the government blah blah blah, all this stuff like that but like i felt for a while that like i wasn't allowed to get mad at those people like i wasn't Mm -hmm. Uh, able to I wasn't allowed to be upset in that situation and I'm like it's human nature like I feel like it's and also as somebody who um you know grew up with people who are addicts again I feel for them but you can still be frustrated you know like I was you can very, still feel unsafe you can still feel yes I was very frustrated <laughs> and felt unsafe because I was angry thinking about like moms with strollers like by herself because I have seen moms with stro- and like thankfully there was a lot of people that I didn't even have to come in to like help this these people but that's not always the case you know there's not always going to be somebody around and there's people that they have to make a way because it's just so bad and it's just so out of control and it's like I have felt that like oh I'm not allowed to be frustrated I always have to just like feel 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 and understand and I'm like you know you can understand but you still I feel like I gotta sit up for this one I feel like 
there is not a lot of I hate to like sound like haughty sauce using this word but I feel like there is not a lot of nuances like when people have these conversations because it's like either it's like you have to like be empathetic it's like if you feel any sort of indifference then you're not empathetic and it's like as people we are complex and you're allowed to feel empathy but also be upset like you I feel for you know, my family members and like my friends who are addicts and who have struggled. But I also at the same time could still be, you know, feel upset. That doesn't mean that like I'm looking down on them or anything like that. It's just like, I'm still, I can, I feel like we're not being honest to ourselves. And we're when not people, being honest. We're not being honest. And I feel like that's not even productive as well. Mm-hmm. Because again, um sometimes anger and disappointed that makes us you know be productive and want to find solutions because i'm like thinking like what can like for instance um at my job i want to get i want to figure out how to use it but i've um i had got narcan because i'm like okay this is step one like something like maybe i can help like some way i'm like how because it i really was thinking about it especially because i'm working with people with disabilities now and like I am I've always been sensitive to people with disabilities because I grew up with my grandma working with people with disabilities and I'm like as I'm getting older and I understand a bigger scope of like disability justice I'm just like what can be done because these elevators cannot be down they cannot be down Mm-hmm. it can't be because there's also more, i've been seeing more and more people like my age walking with canes and like you know things like that and it's not even about people my age. it's just like there has been an influx especially influx especially with like long covid and things yep. like that there's been an influx of people who have a harder time walking and mobility has been a thing and i'm like what can we do and i'm like fired up because i i'm angry like i'm disappointed and it's like i feel for the people who are addicts and then but like on the same token i'm like these people like we need to prioritize the people with you know disabilities where it like their walking is like you know at stake um Mm -hmm. so i feel like really with these people who like these um people who consider themselves like you know high up in like social justice i feel like we need to think about like be honest with like how you feel you know like it's okay like for instance if somebody um and i learned this from somebody even though they whatever but like um i learned this from somebody um who had a parent who was an addict they were loved their parent they're they're upset with their parent and they still understood you know why they had the addiction but they still were upset and still felt cheated out of having you know a parent because of the drugs and i'm like when you um when you get online and you say stuff like oh we can't criticize this person this and a third or understand this or whatever sometimes you put people in 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 situations um where they feel guilty and they say like for instance for me I know, I know, I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but I feel like it all really connects. But like, I feel like for me, like for instance, I have been in relationships where 
um, were like, you know, emotionally abused, emotionally toxic, because I felt like, oh, I had to be there for this person because they went through X, Y, Z. And like, I have had, I had the life where on paper that my life looks better. Cause I have like parents who like really invested in me. Parents are always there for me. Parents are this, been the third, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, that's not my fault. And you don't no. have to put up with certain things just because somebody, people don't have the right to do they don't have a right to take out their frustrations on you because of how they grew up or like their environment. They don't have that right. So like, Mm -hmm. I feel like when people are like, you know, in social justice and they like say like, Oh, like we can't judge this person because they're going through this. Or like, we have to think about systematically the senator, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, these people also have the ability to, victimize other people or they have the ability to make somebody feel uncomfortable and they have the ability um and i feel like we should be honest about that and we should be able to speak out about it because if we don't you can get people in really bad situations especially somebody like me who easily feels guilty um Mm -hmm. and that's something that i've worked on this past year and i'm like i'm really standing firm on it and it's like no matter what you're doing so good thank you so much different person so i'm like no matter what somebody has gone through that is not i'm not a punching bag so i feel like we are like in a way you're trying to protect somebody else and then another way you're not thinking about the people who they could be harming because everything is not black and white so there are some gray areas and again we have to think like you know um and again you can still feel sorry for somebody but you can still criticize you know it's literally that i think uh at my job we always would say both and yeah like both and like that's two things can be true always two, literally two things could be true and actually most times more than one thing is true yeah i think it's so obviously comforting to believe that things could be black or white because it makes life simple but like life really is not simple and most things really are not black and white like we have to like understand that and i think that my problem with people who victimize i mean who who make certain excuses they don't live amongst this population yeah because if they did they would not like for instance like um i know like we i know iman feel the same way that we don't want to keep on talking about this person but obviously the big thing is with like Krishan and blueface and like we have grown up with people who have had parents who obviously it wasn't on live or stuff like that who have had parents who exhibited similar behaviors yeah Krishan and blueface like behaviors exactly and they again not on the kids but because of these parents like there are been times where we had to suffer the consequences of that and so Mm -hmm. when we get angry at her and him it's because we know what can become of this and Mm -hmm. the thing is with them which is scarier because they have a certain now I don't know what their money tax break whatever, but they have where they can put their kids in you know a certain type of school. So like some people might be bringing their kids to this school to protect them from public schools or whatever. But it's like you're bringing you know these behaviors into a place where you want to be a safe place. You know almost mm-hmm. if I'm explaining it right. Um, but yeah, it's just like if we seem like we're being harsh on these people it's be 
as we as adults know the dangers of negligence and also exploiting your children or putting them in bad situations and not focusing on being a parent like we know the complications and what can become of that and I feel like people are don't want to be critical because they're like oh like one being a mom is hard this and a third being yes everything help her you should help her versus Chris criticize her you should help like at what point can you help somebody who is not interested in receiving help? They're interested in the attention of their baby father. How could you help that? Like at some point, it's like I think that there's this this uh movement where we don't want to say bad mom anymore because for so long people have made women feel like bad moms for being human. You're a bad mom for getting sick. You're a bad mom for going to work. You're a bad mom for, you know, getting frustrated. You're a bad mom for, you know, needing to, to, for going on vacation and allowing like the grandparents to keep the kids. Those are things that like, again, we, we always do this. We start with a good point. It becomes uplifting. Then we go too far left. You are still it's still a possibility that you could be a bad mother you know there's still and and those qualities like that should be just a universal understanding of what characteristics make you a bad parent right because it's actually not just a bad mother bad parenting and one of them is just like the pure exposure of your baby the pure expo the not the letting your baby hang backwards and uh, and not pay attention because you you dazed off with a dog in Walmart when you could have got it on Insta Instacart or Amazon Prime. There is no excuse for those behaviors. There's no equity angle we have here. There's just it's just some people just call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade and stop trying to make all these excuses because also I don't think that these social justice warriors actually even give a shit about the people they're talking about. They just want to find a new angle. They want to be the devil's advocate. They want to, you know, they're like uh, weaponizing empathy. Um, and that's something I really cannot stand in people because if you was really empathetic, you would think about the child. No, for real. You would. So like, I just, I can't, I really, I'm over it again. It's hard to not talk about the Christian situation. Cause you feel like you're watching something really terrible. Yeah. It's like, and actually, it's like, like no funny shit. It's like really scary. And it's like, like, should we all be doing something collectively? We're watching children essentially be abused. No, for real. And it's <laughs> not just a baby either. Exactly. And they don't like, I feel like nobody is like, doing anything it's like I where's knew, the probation manager like where, where exactly where? like i knew it was going to be bad but it's just like see like you sometimes you think oh because sometimes motherhood do change people like sometimes yeah but sure. it's like it's going from worse to worse yeah for sure for sure i agree it's like somebody please stop this train wreck please 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 this is insane yeah Right. Well, that is the sunken place this week. Let's get into common senses now. So, you know, again, we we just spoke about writers, the power of writers, the magic of writers, the magic of actors, media, and like all the like, you know, people who come together to make programs like whether it's TV, movies, like social media skits, 
whatever, right? Like people come together and they create magic. And the other day, like Sabrina and I were just talking about how like we just always wanted to be like smart. Like we just always wanted to go to college and like I didn't actually have nobody in my life telling me to go to school. Me personally, I have nobody in my life telling me how to be like, and there were a lot of influences around me that were just the opposite of what I've wanted. And I couldn't, I don't know what, sometimes I'm like, well, what made me want to be different? Like, what was it if nobody were having conversations with me? Like no shade to my parents. I was absolutely raised the right way. I was taught to have manners, to, you know, be respectful, to, to be disciplined, but in some ways, like my parents will tell you, like they really didn't have nothing to do with me wanting to go to college. They never told me about it. They won't let me do what I wanted to do, you know? And the reason why I knew I wanted to go to school, I wanted to be a certain type of woman. It's because of char- women characters I saw on TV that just motivated Same. me and, <laughs> and just made me say like, oh, I want to be like her. You know, I just, and, and, and from a young age, you know, TV was like kind of my escape from like my actual surroundings. So we were just talking about that. And to I know you have some experience and that's what we want to talk about today. Like, like the power of like representation and how it can like really, really lead you. Like people like to make like TV brainwashed kids and video games brainwashed kids, but sometimes it can, it's the it's an expander for your mind. Now, it shows you a life outside of what's around you. That's very true. And like a re- the reason why I got into a lot of things that I'm into to this day um, is because of TV. Um, and just like people, the power of the pen. Like, I just feel like everything was just, especially like watching stuff on like Disney and like watching movies where like, oh my God, I have so much, I have to write this paper. I have to, it just was so whimsical and it was so exciting. And like, it helped me, I feel like kind of like romanticize my own um life starting from being a child. And it made me feel like there was so much things like bigger outside of my scope. Like I remember being I don't know I think I was in elementary school and thinking like the whole world was Philadelphia like I thought that was it mm. that was the end all be all and like watching tv you see that like things exist like places with palm trees and like yep. New York like I have been obsessed with New York since I was a kid and like actually when I was a kid when I was like four um because I used to do child modeling my parents took me to New York but I don't really remember it I don't remember it because I was a toddler um but i remember like on tv like especially like holiday movies were like oh the big city i'm just like oh my gosh this was so exciting and like even though it, i was delusional i thought that would be my life when i moved to new york and even though it wasn't i still had fun because i'm just like still thinking about that magical place that were in the movies and like tv shows i watched when i was a kid Exactly. Exactly. It's just set the stage. It's not about your experience being identical to the people on TV because it's like, really, will it ever be that? No, but in a way, it teaches you that like, okay, this is the life that looks appealing to me. Like, I remember when I was like younger and it was, I was so in another world. Like my cousins used to be like, Iman, you were such a princess when you was a kid. Like you just was such a kid. You act completely different from like everybody else. And I think it's because like TV, I just love the idea of like the corny things people did on like certain sitcoms. Like, um, 
this one is a bit obviously it's a little dated but um like seventh heaven family matters full house like when i watched those shows and i saw like how family was like oh family is always kind to each other and there's always a lesson and this is like it just kind of like settled in with me and i'm like yeah this is what i like but particularly when i saw like um like like women who who were smart that always struck a chord. Yes. Like that woman like who had it together. Every movie I saw where there was like a woman in like a suit in the 90s and she was like, you know, brilliant and beautiful. And then after work, she would like slip into a dress and she had a beautiful home. And like, you know, she might have had a man. She may not have. She may have had children. She may not have. Like this woman takes like many different forms that always like did something to me. And I'm like, this is the woman I want to be. Like, this is who I want to be. Yes. And like That was like the earliest form of like manifestation probably. But by the time I got to school, it's like, I, I just, I wasn't really motivated by like the women from Flavor of Love. Like we were just talking about how <laughs> when we watched Flavor of Love when we were younger, we didn't want to act like those the women. Like yeah. we didn't want to be like New York. It was funny to us. Like we understood what it was. And or, the most I wanted to do, I'm like, oh, I like the way they dress. Yeah, and I did think some of their outfits were cute, but I I also was like, I don't know if that's like me. That's what I always thought to myself. Like, I would watch Bad Girls Club, and I never wanted to live the Bad Girls Club life because I'm like, this doesn't really appeal to me. So it's not all media that influences you. It's just like sometimes you can see something positive, and you like, I want to be her. Yeah. Um, I do think it can go the opposite way if you're your content isn't monitored and like you could be real young watching the players club right i'm cracking up i definitely was young watching players club the thing is i was young watching the players club but i was old enough to know better but if you really really young and that's like you know all your people watch it shit like the players club like how uh all about the benjamins then you gonna want to be a different type of person yeah it's crazy because my friends i was over at my friend house and like we would watch stuff like that but i still did not want that i just oh i think because i was obsessed with cartoons and i like stuff that was whimsical and that just was not whimsical <laughs> Yeah, I think that also has to do with the fact that, like, your parents weren't probably, uh, like, some people don't watch cartoons. They only watch stuff like the Players Club yeah. from the time they're kids. And then that gets into their mind because I think that, like, parents just take over the TV. And they don't, like, really allow the That's children so to, to have their time. I don't know about y'all. I lived with the remote in my hand. My mom wanted me to shut up. So she'd be like, girl, just turn it on. Like, just turn on what you want. I used to watch Matilda, Madeline, like the Lion King. I owned the television. And I know that um, like a lot of kids may not get a chance to do that. Some parents might be looking like, girl, I pay the bills. Like, you're not, you know, about <laughs> to do. My mom know that would make me be quiet, though. But I just think that that's the flip side to being, like, a, a child bought up on television. It's not always, like, the negative. Like, oh, you don't have any social skills. You don't want to go outside. It can kind of just frame your reality in a way. Yes, I definitely agree. And I feel like that barely gets spoken about. Like, so, and also, like, writers have the freedom to write the stories that they want. Let's start there. And again, yeah. back to what you mom was saying, um, or what we were saying in the second place, is like, it's up to the parents to, um, you know, 
monitor or tell people tell your kids oh that's fake that's not real or like you know just like pivot them to like you know the things that are more you know child friendly like for instance once i became like a teenager i started getting into like um indie movies that like mm-hmm. a lot of them were like um like rated r or something like that and like i just was curious and i wanted to see and i feel like that like um kind of influenced like my writing like mm-hmm. i feel like it made me because i didn't want to do those things but i'm like i was so interested to know about certain stories so i would watch certain things and get influenced in my writing but i just never wanted to do it because i feel like the bad outcome really stuck with me like the right. lesson i really learned the lesson <laughs> but it's also funny because like i mean obviously you you watch certain movies and they make you want to like, I mean, watch certain shows and they're like a good influence on you. But then sometimes, like, as like you said, you get older, you start getting a little bit more curious about other things. But I feel like even how I wanted to date and be grown was like determined by television because like there was like, there's not really much romance in like my family relationships. You know, people just get together and they rock out and they survive together. Like, that's how relationships go for the most part, mm-hmm. where I'm from. And it's, like, not even necessarily a bad thing, but I learned from TV how, to, like, how partners should interact, mm-hmm. right? And, like, this was later down the line. I knew that, like, if it didn't feel romantic, like, if I wasn't going on a date, if I wasn't, like, able to get dressed up and go on a date, like, it, it probably, those images that I consumed from, like, different romance movies by the time I was in high school, I can say they play a big role in how I date now as a grown woman. Like my expectations, like for, you know, date nights and romance. Like I actually had a friend tell me the other day, she was like, you are so romantic. That's crazy. I never thought of myself as being a romantic person a day in my life. But I'm like, oh my God, I am because of TV. TV makes me feel like if you're not doing this in your relationship, it's boring. Like if you aren't like, if it's not jazzy, like if there's not like some element of like magic at almost every day, then like what, what I don't want to be involved. Like, that's just how I always felt. And I remember I used to ask my mom, sorry, mom, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Like why her marriage, it wasn't like magical. And she was like, that's just TV. You know, that's just, that's, this is TV. That's TV. This is real life. And I just never bought it. Like, I could never believe, like, that I couldn't have, like, the magic. I would have to, like, just have a more, like, you know, realistic relationship, I guess. And I'm happy that, like, TV, and not just TV, but specifically when reality TV came along and then eventually meeting people, I realized, like, TV in some ways is a representation of, like, normalcy. Yeah. You know it is a representation of like um high level normalcy like you see social norms and taboos and you know things that are ex- acceptable play out in movies like there's a reason why we were all grossed out when Jamie and Cersei started to sleep together on Game <laughs> of Thrones because that's something that's a no-no yeah. right that's why it was a secret so those that you have to rely on societal norms in order for that to be like a thing so i think through television i learned a lot about societal norms <laughs> that were not represented around me and like also 
also like what was like kind of taboo. And then I decided what I wanted to buy into. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I mm-hmm. totally agree. I feel like it's all about like, yeah, deciding on what you want to buy into. Yeah, because I think there are definitely different things that influenced us, but it doesn't matter because we there were some of the same things that have influenced us, right? Like, I think we both loved the Hannah Montana life, like, when we were young. Like, we loved the idea of just, like, teenagers having fun and being wacky, like, obviously. But there are different characters that, like, define, like, your womanhood and, like, help you define your way versus me. And I'm like, that's because there is something unique in all of us that just are drawn to different, like, different types of people mm-hmm. and tv is just like a playground to find it like it really is tv media now it's tiktok too like you ever see a certain person on tiktok and you're like they are so cool mm-hmm. it's now it's like just another channel for it yeah that's true so that's it y'all that's how the media has you know really played us up uh helped us become the fine women that you see today um and you know we would love to hear like which characters like which characters really helped you to define like who you wanted to be when you grew up um let us know uh on the email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com or you can let us know on the instagram blackgirlbrunch twitter blkgirlbrunch you can hit me up personally on instagram at imamate um and also tiktok imamate you can find me on twitter at it's mate and sabria and you can find me at it's frankenfem on instagram and tiktok and frankenfem underscore on twitter right so that's it this week for the show y'all make sure you check out the patreon it's a pay as you wish model um you can find the link in our instagram bio um and we hope y'all have a, a lovely 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 week that's it bye peace